Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. And welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. I am excited that you guys are here. We've got yet again another epic episode and cannot wait to jump into it. Um, If you guys are returning listeners, coming back time and time again, I cannot begin to really emphasize how much I appreciate you guys coming back. You're, You're part of this This podcast just won an international business award for best podcast. We won the bronze. um, And you know what? That can't happen without you guys. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Loved. I'm just so excited that you guys are here. Looking forward to getting a chance to hopefully sit down and spend some time together here. So I'm here to help you share with you the what and the how in human resources because I'm in the human business and that means that there's a greater number of dynamics in the workplace to balance and manage. And most importantly, we are going to talk about employment law changes that are sweeping the nation. And I'm going to share with you a little bit later in the show where you can get access to these very same articles that I'm calling out. Uh, today, we're going to look at sedentary work stress and the need to take care of yourself as an HR pro with a very special guest U.S. Navy SEAL William Branham. And uh, we've got some upcoming announcements and how to get best practices. I'm going to teach you how to get best pra- my best practices delivered directly to your inbox. Now, before we go on, folks, please understand that the information that is available through this podcast is, in fact, for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing any form of legal advice. You should contact your attorney to obtain legal advice with respect to any particular issues that you may be having. And if you don't have an employment attorney, go ahead and reach out to me, and I may be able to refer one to you through our affiliates program and our friends over at Jackson Lewis. Okay, so employment law, oh wow, employment law changes and headlines that are happening across the nation. Um, Some very important call-outs here. The DOL has passed uh, or intercepted. Basically, there's a court that has struck down the narrow definition of what is considered a joint employer. So if you are in a joint employer situation, you guys are definitely going to take a look at that. Also, the EEOC has provided updates pertaining to COVID-19 guidance. And also includes things such as testing, screening, managers, confidentiality, and telework. Also, the, uh, there's a really cool article out there called The State of the American Employment in the Midst of the Pandemic. That's some pretty juicy information for you because if you are trying to hire, you are probably under <laughs> running into the same thing everybody else is and having a really tough time doing it. Also, the Fifth Circuit Court has created a split on the FLSA quote-unquote regular rate burden and addresses the inclusion of bonuses. So there's some pretty interesting language in there. 
Also, the DOL has provided insight into the FLSA's retailer service establishment exemption, which is now opening the door for a broader application of it. So, over in California, the governor has expanded exemptions to California's independent contractor law. Also, the California independent contractor legislation would reform AB5's treatment of freelance writers, musicians, artists, and other professionals, and which that bill is currently awaiting a governor's signature. Also, lastly, in California, there is the starting the sign-off of bills small with AB with AB 3364, which employers are likely to receive a one-year reprieve from the full California Consumer Privacy Act. Over in Georgia, there's some information there as it pertains that the state has amended its lactation break law. Over in Maryland, <coughs> uh, there is phase three that is starting to happen, which they're opening up movie theaters, live entertainment venues, uh, and some additional uh, other places over there. So if you're in Maryland, get ready because you guys are starting to shake it up a little bit more. Over in Michigan, they have extended its safety measures for grocery stores, uh, pharmacies, and long-term care facilities. And then also there's some additional information about sports gears, gym bag, swimsuits, and what gyms and pools are now required to do in order to remain open, as well as competitive sports, which are coming back in season again in session. Over in New York State, uh, the New York paid sick leave law has gone into effect or will go into effect September 30th, so it's, it's coming down the pike. Over in Ohio, uh, Ohio has introduced legislation that would grant employers state law immunity from the COVID-19 related civil lawsuits. And finally, over in Virginia, there's some guidance on there on actually how to start building your COVID-19 training and infectious disease plan for the state. And that is what we've got as far as any type of headlines here in the nation. There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations Community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. The Honor Foundation has dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina, along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the special operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team, our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows, and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear, to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with honor for life. Today, folks, I've got somebody special on. 
who's literally trapped on a rock in the middle of the Pacific. Uh, we spent some time together recently out in Utah, causing uh, some serious trouble together, along with an another person we were causing trouble with. It was a lot of fun. I have learned that he is an avocado aficionado and uh, just an all-around awesome guy. I'd like to welcome William Branham to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Cool. This is great. Hey, we, I didn't have to stay up late. You didn't have to wake up early for this because we're six hours apart right now. So that's a good Perfect. deal. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So for you guys, you know that William is a retired Navy SEAL, retired as a senior chief. So he's in an enlisted leadership position. And as you guys know, when we talk about leadership topics, I like to bring the SEALs in. I love their leadership structure. I love their mindset, the philosophy, uh, everything about it. <clears throat> um, and Will's just an awesome guy to talk to and listen to. He is also the founder of Naked Warrior Recovery, and that's not really quite what it sounds, and I'll let you explain it. How's that? It sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't Go sure if you're going to like roll into it or no, not. No, so. well, I, I rolled. No, we'll, we'll just keep going. This is, this is fun stuff. See, I was yeah, going to say good. naked, but that's down south. So naked. That's a whole different <laughs> thing. There's a whole other uh, joke that I have about that. So, but I'll save that for when we're that's, not recording. <laughs> we might have an um, HR neutral moment. So, <laughs> right? So it's not, a, it's not HR appropriate, I think. <laughs> but uh, so Naked Warrior Recovery is a... a Broad spectrum CBD supplement company. Uh, basically, we have very high quality CBD products, both uh, oils, soft gels, gummies, um, and topicals to really help, uh, re really to help you recover your body, help your body recover. Um, and uh, so, the, kind of the genesis of me starting the company was after 26 years in the in the SEAL teams. I had significant stress, anxiety from, you know, going overseas, uh, home life, uh, toxic relationships, uh, things along those lines. I had significant pain. I, you know, my body still hurts. It just hurts less now. And I found, I heard about CBD the first time, I don't know, probably five years ago before CBD was cool. Uh, because it's on every street corner now, every, everywhere you turn around, there's a, a CBD company. Um, but so it's super cool right now, but I heard about it long before it was cool. Um, listening to a podcast, the guy was talking about, you know, medicinal marijuana and the, the benefits of THC for certain, uh, conditions. Uh, but he said, there's also this other molecule in the cannabis plant. It's called CBD and it has all these other medicinal benefits. Um, and I will not make any medical claims because I, one, I'm not a medical professional and two, that's just not cool. Um, so, but, uh, he's like, you know, and it, and, and he listed out all of these medicinal properties and, and things that it helps out with, uh, stress, anxiety, uh, helps people with sleep. It's a, uh, anti-inflammatory, uh, it, you know, all these other, you know, kind of medicinal things. So I kind of watched CBD for a good long time. I still have a top secret clearance for the government. I still do some government work. So um, I, when I was active, I certainly wasn't going to try a marijuana based product because I didn't want to get kicked out of the military before I retired. So I did not try it. But um, once I retired, 
about a year after I retired, actually, I was, I was out with a, a friend in actually in Virginia Beach and uh, we had lunch. And then after lunch, I said, hey, I'm going to go see if I can find some CBD because maybe CBD is better quality here in Virginia than it is in Hawaii. I didn't really know what I was talking about, but I knew that kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm sure there's some crap out there. And there's probably some good stuff out there. So maybe Virginia has better quality. I don't know. And I'm glad that I kind of was skeptical based off what I know now about, about the industry and, and kind of what's going on out there. Um, so, I, so my friend actually had some CBD at home and that uh, a company gave him. I tried it. That night I slept a little bit better. Uh, I was generally living in the red. Like water boils at 212 degrees. I was living... My life, I was probably in the, like the 210 degree range daily. So, you know, one or two degrees and now I'm boiling, like, you know, living in that red zone. I'm, my needle's pretty much pegged all the time. So I slept okay that night, a little bit better. And then I, I remember waking up and I was just a little less pissed off. And over the course of the probably about a month of taking it every day, you know, my, I went from like probably 210 degrees down to like 205, 200, 180. And it was just like a, a, a very gradual stair step down into like maybe like the yellow zone. Not really green, but yellow. But something else that I noticed is that over a little bit of time, um, I would do movements that, you know, are like these stabbing pains in my body. Uh, but over time after taking it, and I didn't notice it in the beginning, it was like... A, you know, residual effect, I guess, um, pain was less, uh, it, it hurt less. It wasn't stabbing pain. It was just a dull achy pain. I'm like, Oh, that's way better. So, um, then I ran out and like my, I started going from the yellow back up to this red zone again. And, um, you know, getting closer to that boiling point, pain started coming back and I thought maybe there's something to this CBD thing. So I tried another brand that was a good quality brand. Um, and things went back down. And so at this point I decided I want to be, I want to get into the industry. And so I started doing research and I decided to start my own company because there's so many companies out there that are less than ethical, I would say. I agree. So I wanted to create like the highest quality CBD, uh, in the industry that is a THC three blend. Um, because there, you know, there are people who have, um, jobs that require, you know, urinalysis that can't have any THC in their system. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, there was a good product out there that gave them all the medicinal benefits from the cannabis plant minus the THC. Yeah. For a long time, I'd say now over 18 months, I've been an inconsistent user of CBD, but, um, it was a CBD oil that had less than 0.03% THC. And like you, you know, I'm, I, my resume is out to do federal contracting work. So that's kind of bad, you know, when you're an HR person and you could potentially pop positive, you know, not a good deal. Right. So I started using, started using your product line and it's, and it, I like it. I like it a lot. And one thing that I like is that I'm a lightweight. I mean, I take one Advil and I need to go take a nap, but you know, I don't feel like the, I don't feel like there's a wave of change coming crashing down on me. It's just all of a sudden I just, ha, huh, just kind of switched off, but it's helping with, as I've been working on some self-improvement process projects for my, for me, my hips and my lower back, because I sit all day long 
You know, even though I have a standing desk, I'm, I, you know, we live a sedentary lifestyle as an HR professional. You know, we're here 40 hours a week. We're sitting down most of the time. And so, um, you know, that certainly helps curve the muscle cramping, uh, the sensitivity around the joints. You know, I do the gummies. I do the, you know, the oil that you gave me. I also have the, the capsules, which I'm going to start after I start the next phase of my physical you know, recovery. And not to mention, I just, you know, I'm completely healed now, but I was two years with uh, dealing with plantar fasciitis on the bottom of my feet. So that means that everything else also crapped out too, because you don't walk, you're, you, you know, you're sitting all the time, you can't lay down after a while. And it's just, it's amazing how much your feet, how important your feet are to the rest of your physical structure. Right. So, well, that's yeah, so cool. it's interesting. You, you brought up plantar fasciitis. I had a mom reach out to me recently uh, her 10-year-old son, I guess the growth plates haven't come together in his feet. And so after he, a game of soccer, his feet are just like aching and yeah. just are out of control. So, you know, I recommended a, a, a CBD sap or a CBD sap stick. So you can put that on. And then if also if you want to have any kind of like, you know, um, scraping, which is basically kind of breaking down the fascia of the, of the tissue that yes. kind of gets locked up, you can kind of use the edge of the container and kind of loosen up that fascia and, and really relieve things and get a little more blood flow, especially in the feet where you don't have a lot of blood flow. Yeah. So. No, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. So, um, to, so I heard you say this not too long ago and I loved this. All right. So it, over in the field, in the field of HR, we've got, you know, we know this, CBD is heavy on the market. We just got done talking about that. We also talked about certain CBD products out there have concentrations of THC in it. And here, um, you know, the, the theory is, is that so long as it doesn't have more than 0.03%, it likely will not show up in a five panel, 10 panel, eight panel drug screen. Not the ones, and definitely, I know you're going to talk about this, that you get at Walmart and I would, or Walgreens or wherever, and I would love for you to mention that. But first, I want to take a, a step back because I just heard you say this and I thought it was awesome. So what is the difference between CBD that you can find at 7-Eleven and, and your CBD? <laughs> so what's the difference between um, uh, sushi at a gas station and sushi at a sushi house? Yeah. You're really rolling the bones. And in and, and a little while, I can kind of go into, you know, the industry, like really what's going on in the industry. Indust CBD has blown up in the United States. It's blown up really around the world. Um, and a lot of it was based off the 2018 farm bill that made hemp legal again. Yeah. Um, so CBD is derived from hemp. The difference between hemp and marijuana is hemp has, has been bred to have 0.3% or less THC in it, in the dried weight. Um, but there's no way to really test that until you actually extract some oil and then test the you know what you've extracted to have for to see if it has high levels of THC. So um, there are strains out of of hemp that are high in CBD and very low in THC. Um, but when you know CBD became popular, people were making CBD in their garage. They were making it in their like spare bedroom. They were using like ethanol and because ethanol is a extraction method but you know 
paint thinner. There's all these oh other things. Over. And so the, the FDA, you know, one of the things is CBD is not regulated by the FDA, but the F, there's, there are reasons for that. They're looking into it right now. But, you know, they've gone out and done several uh, spot, we'll call them spot checks, where they've gone to like, you know, the, the gas station CBD, the smoke shop CBD, the CBD shop CBD, the online CBD. Um, and like, you know, they'll just go in like an area and then buy one of each. And they'll do tests on what's in the product. And what they found is most products don't have any CBD in them. Uh, they have high levels of, of solvents because they've used these solvents to uh, remove, to extract this, the CBD, but they didn't remove the solvent from the CBD before they put it into an olive oil or an MCT oil. Um, they found high levels, high levels of heavy metals. So hemp is a bioaccumulant. Oh, wow. So, uh, which means it, it pulls all the good stuff out of the soil and it also pulls all the bad stuff out of the soil. It's such a powerful bioaccumulator that they're using hemp at Chernobyl to clean the radiation out of the soil so that maybe they can, you know, repopulate that area one day. Hmm. So you want to make sure. So even in the CBD world, you may have like, we're organic and we're this and that. Maybe, but is the farm down the road organic? Are they using pesticides? Are they using things that are going into the soil that's, sifting through and coming up in you know that your hemp plants are extracting from the soil so a good cbd product will have a qr code and you know i don't have any bottles in front of me right now i can go grab some but all of my products have uh, a qr code so you can go and see the lab the full panel lab results so you can see how much tc it has how much cbd it has uh any toxins any pesticides any uh mold or anything else that are that is in the oil because again hemp is a bioaccumulator it also gets sit, sits around for a while before it gets processed into cbd so it can accumulate mold and things like that so you want to make sure that you have a high quality product and it's been third party tested uh before uh it's you know after it's bottled it's you know it's already passed it's passed two my, our products pass two third party tests before it's turned into whatever product it is and then once it's turned into whatever product it is, we do testing in the beginning and then we do testing at the end to make sure that we actually are you know, giving what we say we're giving. So I love that. I love this education because, you know, with, with the onset and the use of CBD, um, you know, employers, unless they're studying this information, unless they're actively going out and looking to research and understand what the difference is between a hemp-based product and obviously, you know, what is going on with, you know, the marijuana plant. Um, there's some misconception as to what CBD is and does for people and what it isn't. And we, and a while ago in the very, very beginning of this, I think it was like episode five, you know, we're, we're rounding in an episode number 80. So I think it's about time we talk about this again, but, um, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits to using this. And, you know, back when, back when we did the first episode, there really wasn't as much known. It wasn't really out on the market as prevalent as it is today. But it was also at a time where people, you know, they could come back and say, well, you know, I popped the, you know, popped this drug test. Well, that's because I use, you know, CBD oil. And it's like, and it's possible, you know, so what I didn't is mention possible. was those, uh, Many of those products, you know, heavy metals, et cetera, high levels of THC. So clearly this was not extracted from the hemp plant. It was clearly extracted from the marijuana plant and then sold as CBD because 
what's the difference? So you want to make sure that you buy a quality, yeah, a quality product from a quality company. Yeah. Or somebody was extracting it themselves and saying it was CBD. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. form of many ways that you can extract smoke, <laughs> smoke, smoke, right? <laughs> so anyway, but no, I think it's really great. So there's a lot of benefits to taking CBD. There's a lot of, there's a lot of veterans that use CBD like yourself. I mean, you're, you're a really great example. You've got, what did you say? 20 28 years 26 years oh i was close 26 years 26 year career as a as a hard charger you know your body goes through it and i'm sure you've had some pretty amazing injuries as a result of that a few yeah one or two but uh so you know anybody who's got a full career or somebody who's you know uh, been on the ground and has suffered from you know, the traumas of, of being in the military, and that's just part of the job from deployments and, you know, being in a, in a hot zone. Um, more and more people are turning to this methodology and, and modality of treatment because it is, in fact, effective. But employers have to be knowledgeable. So if somebody is claiming that they're doing something, that they pretty much know the difference uh, between fooey and fooey. <laughs> So CBD has been shown to help with stress. It certainly has helped me with stress. Mm -hmm. um, and why that's important and why, you know, stress is this incredibly debilitating thing that really affects the, the world population is stress is cumulative. Pain is cumulative. So basically, if, um, if you take, if I take my finger and I poke you in the arm and it's not a big deal, it doesn't hurt. It's just like, yeah, you're just poking me. No big deal. After about an hour of me just poking you in the arm, your arm is going to start to get sore. Mm -hmm. After about five hours, I'm probably going to leave a bruise. After a day, I'm for sure causing internal damage. This is just, I'm, it's like no big deal. I'm just barely poking you. But it's time. It's cumulative. Like that, that, poke just gets deeper and deeper every single time. And that's how stress affects our bodies. That's right. how stress affects our minds. That's how, you know, the seemingly innocent email that you got from someone or text message that you read wrong or whatever it was in the workplace, in your, in your real life place, you know, those, you know, if you've had enough of this from a person or from a situation, or from whatever, the, a light spring breeze blowing on that spot is gonna cause pain. Yep. And that's, that's, that's the damaging effects of stress and this constant cumulative effect of it. So what I've found, and I'm not, again, this is not medical advice, is when I like hit those, the, that spring breeze comes and like, or someone bumps into my arm, you know, I'm like, ah, and I start going into that red zone I'm, I've, I have, because I've been consistent about, you know, using this modality of CBD that has helped me get a better uh, self-talk, um, I'm able to like pull myself out of that red zone. And I will also go, if I'm like super extreme, I, I'll go have some CBD. And, and usually it's, <clears throat> it's like, it's pulling me out of like the, just like 
like that one percent that's like going to push me over or bring me back. It's like bringing me back that one percent. Yeah. Of like, now we have positive self talk and we can you know start working yeah. our way. It's just a modality that that it's not a panacea, although it seems like it is, and people try to sell it that way. It's yeah. uh, it's just something that has helped me um, deal with some of the stressors in my life. Well, you know, I can relate to that. As a matter of fact, you know, a couple couple episodes ago, those who've been listening. Um, you, you and Dave were very good friends, just like he and I were, uh, Dave Acosta, uh, we were, he and I were, you know, preparing to move forward with an amazing project on, um, you know, active shooters in the workplace. Uh, he's been a guest on the show and I got to tell you, um, and I can relate to this because Dave's loss, I, 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 I haven't lost a lot of people in my life, but losing Dave and how it went down, even though. The man died doing exactly what he wanted to do, which I think was fantastic, right? He couldn't ask to go any other way. But I got to tell you, losing not only Dave, but the opportunity that we've been working on together was a double hit. And then, you know, there's some other things that kind of took place too. So I have been taking advantage of exactly what you're talking about is, you know, you get funky about loss and you get funky about when life just, you know, dumps an anvil on your head like that. And so um, I've actually been using your gummies, which both of them are now in the freezer because like you taught me, they get a little sweeter. Um, so I've been using them. I use one a day and I do it when I start feeling that funk. And, and it just tends to just break me of that so that I'm not facing those limiting self-beliefs because you and I talked about this when we were in Utah is that it's a natural response that when people are under stress, leaders are under stress, you're either dealing with crisis or you're dealing with something critical, that it's a normal evolutionary protective measure to where our vision becomes tied in and more tunnel vision, unless somebody like you who's trained to open that aperture the second you notice right. it. It's a very right. normal thing for people to do. And I have found that taking care of yourself in whatever manner that is. In my case, in this example, utilizing one gummy a day, and that's the most that I take, um, has helped me open that aperture around that funk. Right, and so I just wanna kind of address right here. When you, like, I've been asked, like, what, what, do you, what does it feel like when you take CBD? You don't get high, you don't get any sort of, there's no, it's just things are less bad. <laughs> yeah, you just it's don't like, go there. It's, it's like a, like I'm pissed off. I'm less pissed off now. Yeah, yeah. And it takes you know, depending on which product you're taking, or whatever, or the pain, it's just a little less pain. Yeah, it's not you know, it's not curing anything. It's you don't go into less. euphoria. Right. There's none, none, nothing like that. No, not at all. Not like that. But it does. It there is there is something to this to where it does tend to minimize the conversations in your head and the limiting self-belief. And you know, this is kind of a unique episode because we're talking about this modality of, of treatment. And yet we're also talking about how does it incorporate, you know, how does HR professionals, you know, look out for the false CBD users. But the thing is, is that this is still all about, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people, or you have to incorporate taking care of yourself because we take care of problems, everybody else's problems all day long. I think you might know a thing or two about that. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really being a, an, a, an enlisted leader in the SEAL teams, you're taking care of 
you're taking care of people all the time. You're not only taking care of SEALs, you're also taking care of all the people that support a platoon or a task unit or the team because, you know, SEALs do what SEALs do really well. We have a tremendous support mechanism on the back end. And as a senior enlisted leader, my job is to manage the SEALs, the tactics, techniques, and procedures, kind of what, you know, managing up, but also managing down and managing all those people. I'm kind of like an HR person yeah. in that, you know, managing expectations, you know, making sure jobs are getting done, you know, who's the right fit for what job, things like that. Um, so, so that's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's stressful. And no one is taking care of you. <laughs> You're just taking care of everyone else. And then you go home and then you have to take care of, you know, yeah. the family and do all of those things and they have demands for you. So it's very, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, even in now, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we are kind of, I should send you a coffee mug. <clears throat> it says, don't make me use my HR voice. I think I will. Um, but it, it also involves, you know, you're something that I talk about this group and this is where, you know, you start to align too, because I'm just familiar with been around you guys long enough now i'm familiar with how y'all operate and what the structure is in the organization is that you know you guys have specific objectives and you're talking about finding the right talent getting the right person to do the job aligning expectations that's exactly what we do too you guys have objectives within your infrastructure and within your enterprise we do the same thing and if we're not working to align ourselves with those objectives number one we're not helping the situation we're actually making things worse for ourselves and we also may be pitching ideas that don't necessarily make sense. And so now we've become part of that fray where our voices get lost amongst everybody else who has, you know, demands and attention, um, especially with somebody like you. you. You know, you retired as a senior chief. It means that you're the second highest enlisted leader in the Navy as far as rank goes. And with your responsibilities, you're going to have all sorts of people saying, hey, we got to, you know, I got this really great idea and really this great idea. What for you makes the difference between a great idea and a bad idea? Um, choose one over the other. I would say as a leader, you have to listen to both. Right. And because I've heard ideas that I thought were probably not good ideas, um, but I trusted I trusted the guys who gave me those ideas. I was like, I'm sure that's not going to work, but you know what? Let's try it anyway. Because the best way for me to prove that you're wrong is to use your idea and let's see if it works. And I'm okay being wrong. I'm okay with a little egg on my face. I'm never going to tell you no, um, that's a bad idea, but I'll say, okay, let's try it. And I'll maybe try to set it up for failure. Um, if I really, but if it's a good idea, it's going to succeed. It's going to, you know, yeah. come out or may I probably will set it up for, you know, a fair shot, but, yeah. and not set it up for failure. But if it's a, you know, it, if I think it's a really bad idea and it turns out to be a really great idea, good for me for actually putting my ego aside and listening to someone else. Yeah. And so speaking of ego, I just want to, it's a good segue um, for, you know, the other side of, of the naked warrior, um, moniker is, you know, we all walk around with ego and I just kind of talked about it a little bit right there. 
you know, if I think it's a bad idea, I'm going to set it up for failure. That's my ego talking. That's not my brain. That's not common sense talking. That's not leadership talking. And so, you know, we all kind of walk around with this ego that, um, and I, I call it our armor, our ego or whatever. Um, and you know, that ego is good in times, but oftentimes our ego is, uh, is very destructive. It's destructive for us. It's destructive for what we have going on inside and it doesn't allow us the time to heal. So when we go into battle, we put armor on to protect us from people who want to do harm to us. When we come back, we take the armor off and we hang it up and we go clean up and regress and recover and we get ready to do it again and we put our armor back on. Oftentimes, we never take our armor off. We never take that ego off. We're always living in it. We're getting worn down. We have that cumulative effect. So the other side of Naked Warrior Recovery is, you know, sometimes you have to take that armor off. You have to take that ego off and leave it over there and leave yourself exposed and be that naked warrior so that you can get out there and and recover and and you know be vulnerable because that's where true healing and true recovery comes in yeah i would agree um something else too that i think is kind of an interesting line of thought and i'd love to hear your feedback on this is that you know the only way to get unstuck like our egos can set us back (laughs) hard (laughs) sometimes harder than But, you know, this episode is, you know, this whole month that we're talking about is, you know, how to to stay in forward motion, how to keep moving forward and, and be in motion. Because I think when you're in motion, then you can't feel stuck. Like you can't feel like you've fallen behind because you're moving forward. You you can't feel stationary if you're doing something that propels you forward. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely if you stop and you feel sorry for yourself and you let your ego kind of take over your, and then, you know, ego has, you know, I went for a run this morning and I was, and I was thinking about this, you know, quitting is a habit. Every time that you, I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to run up this hill that hard. I, maybe I'll just walk up it or whatever. You know, those are these, uh, these habits that, you know, I've got this little voice in here that's like, Oh, you're tired. You're, you haven't run for a long time. Your legs are sore. Um, you should. You probably should slow down. And when I hear myself say that, I'm like, I can't. I have to. I know that that's quitting. Every time that I hear that voice and I listen to that voice, it's quitting. And every time I quit, I create a habit. And habits over, you know, that quitting over time is that's what it is. So. Um, as long as I'm moving forward and I'm not listening to that inner voice, I, I actually create a, a good ego instead of the bad ego of like, I'm tired. I'm, you know, I don't need to work that hard. I've proven my worth. You have to prove your worth every day. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's a lot of failure. That's where people stop moving forward. They're like, I've, I'm entitled. You're entitled to, to, be born and you're entitled to die at the end of it. And what you do in the middle, yeah. someone, someone wrote a post one time and it was very recent and it was about the dash, that dash in the middle mm-hmm. from the time you were born to the time you die. <laughs> what do you accomplish in that dash? That dash is the most important part of those two dates. So, yeah. you know, that's your moving forward. You can move forward along that dash or you can sit and not move forward. I choose to move forward. 
And, and I think, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on no, you. No, go ahead. I think too that, you know, when we think about, you know, the, the nature of this episode is like, how do you take care of everything as a professional? It could be an HR professional. It could be, you know, like you in a leadership capacity, it could be a small business owner, whatever. It's something that, you know, you talk about, you know, quitting as a habit. When you get to that point, if I think you build the same kind of pattern of habit to where if all of a sudden you find that you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing something that enriches you, that's a form of quitting because you're just so focused in on everybody else and you've quit on yourself. Right. And that's, that's also this other kind of weird thing that no one really talks about. Um, you know, you know, in the, in the military, you know, take care of your people, they'll take care of you, etc. If you're so busy taking care of people, there's, I had, I've learned this lesson over and over and I finally started to listen probably a, a year or two ago, um, where at some point I'm not being taken care of the way that I think I should be taken care of. I'm not being taken care of the way I'm taking care of other people. Right. So at some point I have to take care of this guy right here yep. so that I actually can take care of those people. Yep. And that was, that was a, I'm, I my you know, sort of my, and it's a cop out. Well, someone else is going to do that for me. Someone else should do that. Someone else should you got to take care of this guy right here and then, or that girl right there. And then you can take care of those other people. If you don't yeah. take care of you, you can't take care of other people. No, you can't. And we're in the people business. We're in the human business. This is what we do. It's right. part of our title. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, well, I really appreciate you coming on today. This has been great. Thank you so very much. Yeah, this was fun. Sweet. So For how sure. can people find you? So you can go to my website, uh, nw-recovery.com. NW stands for Naked Warrior. I, you can go to nakedwarriorrecovery.com, but I didn't think people wanted to put naked in their search engine. So um, I decided to make it nw-recovery. Because uh, you never know what um, at work. Who knows? I, I put money down that they would not find you at the top of that list. <laughs> so nwrecovery.com you could also follow me at naked warrior recovery on instagram those are my two big platforms Well, normally at this time of the show, we do a, a portion of the health segment, but you know, with Will's interview, um, you know, that was pretty in depth. So if you guys have any questions about, um, you know, the CBD or how CBD is actually applied in the workplace or how it's evaluated in your particular state, you know, don't, don't hesitate to reach out and not to mention, you know, I love uh, you know I love getting your HR questions. You can submit your question to the bestpractices.org website by clicking on the podcast link from the menu. And down towards the bottom of that podcast page is a submission form for you to post your question, which may be read and answered on an upcoming episode. So I had this really cool one that came through, and I love it because I've been talking a lot about this lately um, as I've been doing keynote speeches and all sorts of speaking uh, arrangements, webinars, things like that. <clears throat> and the question is, what is the single most important aspect in creating and managing a high-performing team? And the answer to that is very simple. It's a one-word answer. 
and it's trust. You can't do anything unless you are actively, consistently building and nurturing trust in your workplace. Now that's different than having people like you and they want to follow you because they just simply like you. Trust is something different. And if you've never really given any thought into building trust, there's a really great Chinese proverb that the best time to plant a year was 20, a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. And you can start building trust now. It's something that it, it can be nurtured. It's fostered. It's not something instantly granted if trust didn't exist before. It's something that you can really work to put into place. If you had trust before and something happened where it went away, you can actually work to get it back. Now it's a long road to hoe, but that is certainly very possible. So keeping this one very short, sweet, and simple, uh, there's a lot of really great books out there, uh, but probably one of the best books that you could read on trust, and, and it's one of my favorites, is Stephen Covey's book, um, The Speed of Trust. And I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that you read it. And you know, the thing is, is that when you're looking at trust from an HR standpoint, you know, people have to feel comfortable coming to you with some of the most sensitive, difficult, stressful topics that are going on in their life and their work. And if you're not able to demonstrate that you are approachable and somebody that they can confide in, you're going to have some pretty upset, very disconnected, probably very short-term employees. So trust is absolutely huge. So the coaching program that we've got is really helping our community of dedicated HR pros find ways to move forward with their challenge. Uh, if you're interested in participating in the coaching program, by all means, go ahead, jump over to thebestpractices.org, check it out, and join in if you'd like, if you'd like to get some help. Also, if, you, if you'd like to be a part of a really awesome community, we are having real conversations with real time and real people over in the Next Gen Women in HR Facebook group. Okay, there are new and exciting changes coming in the next several months that you're going to see taking place over there. And this is an awesome group of women and men. And honestly, we're just continuing to grow really strong and really fast. And I can speak for the group and share that we would love to have you join us and get into the conversation. Also, if you could please take a moment, hop over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever that you're picking up this podcast from and leave your five-star review. I would really greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to follow me, by all means, go ahead. Uh, you can follow me in a couple of different places, Instagram and Facebook at Best Practices in HR, where I give general updates as to what's going on. Over on Instagram, again, and Facebook, you can follow me at Brenda the HR Lady, where I share more about what I'm up to. And if you'd like to connect with me professionally, you can find me on LinkedIn at Brenda Neckvottle, and that's my last name is N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke, V as in Victor, A-T-A-L. Over on YouTube, I've been building a small library of videos that you can find me again, once again using my name. And I also co-host another show called The Real HR Show with the Evil HR Lady Herself, Suzanne Lucas. Lastly, you can jump on the website at bestpractices.org. You can read up on the newest updates I've called out earlier in today's episode. 
and this is where you'll be able to always be able to find these uh, from here on out moving forward. Uh, just simply visit bestpractices.org and click on the podcast link and then you can get to this week's articles. Also while you're there, click on connect at the top of the page and get my best practices delivered directly to your inbox. And folks, thank you again so much for joining us. I hope you got a lot of really good information out of this and I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Have a good one.